Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> 
Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John Cobell podcast on the iHeart radio app. Moist lines, 877-MOIST-86, 877-MOIST-86. And we've got a special guest coming on, uh, Ethan Weaver. Maybe you haven't heard of him. He's the L.A. Deputy, Dis- uh, Deputy City Attorney. And he is running for city council against uh, Nithya Raman, who is a, uh, a socialist, proud socialist, belongs to the DSA, Democratic Socialists of America. They're practically communists. They're, they're strongly anti-police and really pro-chaos and pro-anarchy because in her district, homelessness has gone crazy, lots of crime. We've had more people calling from Nithya Raman's district in our audience than almost any other city district uh, because it encompasses the Valley, Sherman Oaks, Van Nuys, Studio City, Reseda, Encino, and then a lot in the hills on the other side of the mountain range, Los Feliz, Silver Lake, Hollywood Hills. And I've mentioned this several times in promoting Ethan Reaver's appearance, but some unforgivable stuff like the homeless encampment in front of the school in Los Feliz where the gang members were selling drugs and, and, and weapons out of the tents, and Nithya Raman would not move the tents. And then the business owners who were getting assaulted by the insane homeless people, restaurant owner who had a, a, a bag of uh, human feces thrown at him by this, uh, this homeless guy. Uh, and, and, and the restaurant owner actually confronted Nithya Raman on television, took a Fox 11 reporter to where Raman was uh, appearing, and uh, you know, she was so angry and upset. How dare she be challenged? Well, last night was a big uh, candidate event between Raman and Ethan Weaver, and the crowd was uh, decidedly anti-Nithia. Let's get Ethan Weaver on. Ethan, how hey, are John. you? I'm doing great, John. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, thank you for running against Nithia Raman. You are welcome. I, th- I think part of the problem is reasonable, intelligent people don't get involved in the politics anymore, and, and the lunatics have taken over. Yeah, you know, I, I totally hear you. The, I never wanted to run for office. That was never part of my life dream. Um, I went to law school to be a prosecutor. That was the only thing that um, I wanted to accomplish in life. And for the last nine years, I've been a prosecutor uh, with the city attorney's office. And um, five years ago, I had the opportunity of a lifetime um, when I became a neighborhood prosecutor in Hollywood. And what a neighborhood prosecutor is, is a prosecutor that works in the local police station. Uh, Every day of the week, I worked out of the Hollywood police station on Wilcox and Fountain. And my job was to work with the community to solve problems on the ground. And I worked with um, residents, with small business owners, Chamber of Commerce, 
um, pretty much anyone in Hollywood that had a public safety problem. And if you've spent much time in Hollywood, um, there was plenty of public safety problems to go around. Um, But that was really where the rubber meets the road in the city. And I started to see the absolute breakdown with the current administration uh, um, in handling not just public safety problems, but problems in the city across the board. And that's what motivated me to get into this race. Right. So you've seen this. You've encountered this personally every day with your uh, deputy city attorney job. You know exactly how bad it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a great example. This was just in the news um, last week. Um, There was an encampment under Coenga in the 101, um, and it was a huge encampment and um, probably 30, 40, maybe 50 people living there. And during the pandemic, someone built a two story wood structure in this underpass completely obstructing the sidewalk. There was a slide, like a playground slide, going down the side of it. Um, And um, it was a a fire hazard. It was a safety hazard. This encampment was so bad, a member of the neighborhood council was trying to walk down that sidewalk, had to walk out into traffic to get around it, and was struck by a car. Oh, no. Um, Absolutely, and suffered some really significant injuries. Um, So um, when my opponent was uh, elected, we asked, for a meeting, we, we being law enforcement, asked for a meeting with her her staff, um, and finally they agreed to have a Zoom about this encampment. And the first words out of one of her field deputies' mouths was, and I'm not making this up, was, "Why are we even having this meeting? It's just a bunch of rich white people complaining." Yeah, and great. And then a few minutes later, <laughs> they're, they're anarchists staff- and they're racist. That that's a great combination. <laughs> it was it it was dumbfounding. I've never heard a city staff say something like that before and then another one of her staffers on the call said well we can't tear down that wood structure it's the community center for that encampment it's like their church we have to preserve i i have never been dumbfounded on a call before but this call dumbfounded me no that's the thing Um, you cannot discuss these things you can't debate them they're so crazy they're so whacked out with whatever cult ideology they believe in all you have to do the only thing you do is remove them i mean yeah. you know thank you for running for office and i hope people understand that 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 nithya Rahman absolutely has to be removed from the city council and and you're the guy to replace her because this 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 really uh is created nothing but chaos nothing but anarchy there's nothing good coming of this nobody likes this this is not a political issue this is basic day-to-day life survival it it is so crazy to me because um, i'm not a politician i've never done this before and when i'm out meeting with the community and sharing my thoughts about the future of los angeles and what i want to accomplish the the number one comment i get is thank god someone finally is just speaking with common sense the things i want to pursue are not brilliant outside the box no one's ever thought of them before it's just common sense solutions to the problems we're all seeing that for some reason no one is incentivized to follow through on and that's that's why i'm running let's just restore a little bit of sanity to city hall i just want to bring back the normal way we used to live which wasn't that long ago ron we're not going back to the 1950s here i'd be happy to go back to the uh, mid-2010s yes i just finished this afternoon a walk on van nuys boulevard Um, of small businesses. I was just meeting small business owners. And we hit four stores in a row, all women-owned, minority-owned small businesses who all keep their doors locked 
between customers because of the violence and the, the crime that comes into their stores every day. And this is a cute part of Sherman Oaks that should be highly trafficked by neighbors just walking around their day shopping. And these small business owners have to keep their doors locked in Sherman Oaks. I mean, this should be where we feel safe as a community. And these women-owned businesses have to keep their doors locked just to keep themselves and their employees safe. It's outrageous. No, Sherman Oaks has gone through a lot of bad changes over the last few years. Yeah, Because uh, really I'm, I'm there frequently. Uh, I, I know it well. I used to live not far from Sherman Oaks, so I traveled there every day. And it was uh, what what it what's happened to it is just a shame. And and it's true for all the communities in your district. Um, yeah. What what uh, what was it like last night at this forum? Because you know, I, all I can go by is the two and a half minutes on Channel Seven. It seemed like the crowd was not happy with Nithya Raman. No, they they were not. Um, and, you know, I've been very fortunate to build a lot of relationships with the Sherman Oaks community, with, with communities across the district, because as a neighborhood prosecutor, I learned that um, leadership starts at the community level. Leadership starts with showing up, listening to what people actually want out of their leadership and out of their city, and then doing something about it. So I've been building a relationship with this community and other communities, you know, for over a year now. And... I knew walking into this this community um, their frustrations and their problems, um, and I've been going to their meetings consistently for for over a year now. Um, and in all of that time, I've only seen my opponent at that meeting once, um, and that was the day that she made her very infamous statements about the real bad guys in catalytic converter thefts are Toyota and Honda for making it too easy to steal. Um, and, <laughs> So, you know, with that kind of warm up, I wasn't too worried about the crowd. Right. Um, but but it was I think it was a really great opportunity because we both, I think, really were able to convey what we think and believe about the future of Los Angeles very honestly. And the crowd, I think, made it very clear about whose vision for the future they supported. And I felt very good walking out of that room last night. God, I hope so. And and I imagine it is it is crime and homelessness that, that dominate everybody's concerns. Absolutely, absolutely. But also, you know, something that is very that you think of being specific to the valley, but it's affecting our whole um, community is um, development and where we build new housing and how we build new housing is also a big issue because the the valley is a community and we have some really big projects coming in that got no um, no no support from the city council office at all, or no support of the community. I mean, a great example is there's this project on Ethel Street. It's a quiet little community, single-family home neighborhood. There's nothing more than two stories tall buildings mm-hmm. in miles. And the city dropped a seven-story, 200-unit apartment complex right in the middle of this quiet neighborhood. It's right up against a property, a school, that um, services 600 students with autism um, oh, and in the middle of, a, of an orthodox jewish community with a chabad at the end of the street that everyone walks to synagogue walks to the chabad with to um every saturday and in the middle of this sleepy quiet neighborhood a seven-story 200 unit apartment complex is being dropped and what is the real kicker is that the surrounding community they didn't find out about this from their city council office they found out about it when the el segundo times called them <laughs> and asked them for comments and I cannot think of a more jarring way 
to find out your community is about to change irrevocably than a reporter calling you and asking you about it. And this kind of indifference to the community is, is so wrong, and it leaves people feeling like their government is their enemy, not actually their servants. Ethan Weaver, we'll talk with you again, all right, as we get close to Election Day. I would love that. Because she's got to go. Ethan Weaver running against Nithya Raman. Thank you for coming on, and good luck. Great. Thank you so much. Have a great one. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. I think, was it yesterday or the day before, we uh, told you that uh, the Los Angeles Times executive editor quit on short notice. He was fed up with the... uh, with the owner, uh, Patrick Sun-Chiang, um, and uh, apparently the owner's daughter, Nikki, who uh, had grossly interfered with, with him running the newsroom. Um, the, uh, the daughter is uh, pro-Palestinian, and uh, the family, both Sun-Chiangs, were objecting to uh, Kevin Morita uh, suspending... 25 to 30 journalists from covering the Israel-Gaza war because they were openly, publicly pro-Gaza, pro pro-Hamas. So you, you can't have a couple of dozen journalists who are pro-Hamas covering the Israeli war, obviously. So Kevin Morita took them off. They were disallowed from contributing to the coverage. And uh, the owner, Sun Chiang, uh, objected. The daughter objected. Finally, Kevin Morita, that and 10,000 other things, he threw up his hands. And, and Sun Chiang has thrown a billion dollars into the paper, and it's losing money by the tens of millions every year. I mean, he's just shoveling more and more of his fortune. And, it, it, and they're, they've got about half to a third of the subscriptions that they need to be viable. It's just not a viable business anymore. They've destroyed it with constant left-wing propaganda and left-wing bias. All you know, they promote every insane candidate. The more insane, the more they promote them. All the coverage is slanted. They have columnists who are just again. It's like I said before. These people are not worth debating. Even it's enough worth discussing. They're like all. They're all Nithya Ramans. They're like that Nithya Raman uh, uh, aide who's you know talking about homelessness. And the people complaining about homeless says, well, these are just rich white people complaining. Well, that's the kind of crowd you have at the L.A. Times, too. It's the same mentality. So anyway, the, the, the Times is in a lot of trouble. It really is dying. And the L.A. Times Guild, uh, that's the union, has called an emergency meeting. Leadership was told that the newspaper intends to imminently execute another major round of layoffs. They only have a fraction of the staff that they used to. Uh, And the bargaining committee told members they can't say exactly how many staffers will be laid off. But the New York Times got a memo and the headline was, this is the big one. This is on the on on the headline of the memo. Um, and, And here's part of the memo. Today, management asked the L.A. Times Guild bargaining committee to make an impossible choice. We're calling an emergency membership meeting. And uh, at the Zoom link, the company has told us it intends to imminently execute a major round of layoffs and has asked the guild to gut seniority protections in our contract so they have more freedom to pick who to lay off. If we agreed to their request, they could choose almost any member they want. In exchange, management would add a layer of buyouts and they would lay off 
50 fewer guild members. Um, so the bargaining meetings were off the record, so they couldn't say anything further. But it it uh, it, it looks like the paper is is uh, near death, really. Uh, uh, they don't have an executive editor anymore. They don't. Ha they never had a publisher. They don't have like a a business CEO guy. It's just Sun Xiang and the daughter. And uh, you know, much of the newsroom wasn't even allowed to cover the Israeli war because of their bias. Uh, not good, not good because that nobody nobody's nobody's buying the paper. I, nobody's subscribing online. It's it's nobody's advertising. It's just it's dead. They killed it, and there isn't there's very little worth reading in it now. You know, every once in a while, I guess maybe some of the old guard still works there, and they and they do a journalism story that that's worth uh, worth covering, but. I, I spend more time picking stories out of the El Segundo Times just to just to mock. <laughs> they provide more like comedy than they provide actual journalism. So if it goes, it goes. What are you going to do? It's it's bare. It's it's useless now. So if it just stopped existing, yeah. What what what? Really? What's what is the loss at this point? You're listening to John Cobelt on demand from KFI AM six forty. John Cobelt on demand, the podcast, uh, whatever you missed. And if you missed uh, our first segment this hour, please listen, especially if uh, you live uh, in the San Fernando Valley or in the Hollywood Hills and adjacent communities, because Ethan Weaver uh, uh, is, is who you should be voting for to replace Nithya Raman on the L.A. City Council because he is sane and she is completely nuts and uh, uh, the, the, she, she's a socialist and a, an aggressive, destructive one who has just created a lot of havoc in these communities like, like Sherman Oaks and Encino and uh, all along both sides of the Santa Monica Mountains, Van Nuys. Were terrible. Mike Bonin territory. Bonin got, got removed. He, he got chased out. Nithya Raman has got to be next. So you want to listen to the interview with Ethan Weaver. Uh, We've got uh, a couple of amusing things with uh, this presidential race coming up. Uh, first thing is uh, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, went on News Nation, the cable news uh, outlet, uh, talked to Rob Finnerty about possible vice presidential candidates. You might be surprised at uh, one of the names, like clip three. Could you see your father running with Ron DeSantis? I asked him that question over the summer, and he didn't rule it out. Could you see Ron DeSantis? How, how do you, it's hard, you know, they, they, people do that. Like, you know, I, 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 I would do whatever I could to make sure it wasn't Nikki Haley, but, uh, you know, but like a Ron DeSantis, could I see, you're, you're never gonna rule out someone that is, you know, a leading contender. It doesn't mean that's who you go with. I could see other people, that would be great. I'd love to see, you know, a J.D. Vance. I'd love to see a Tucker Carlson. I'd love to see, you know, people who are just, principally uh you know in alignment as well as like aggressive I, you, you actually need a fighter the republicans in washington dc are weak you can have the house the senate and they'll still roll over it doesn't don matter. is your dad serious uh, about tucker carlson are those, are those rumors serious i would imagine you know listen that's clearly it would be on the table right i mean they're 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 very friendly i think they agree on virtually all of these things they certainly agree on stopping the never-ending wars uh, and so, you know, I, I would love to see that happen. And, you know, that, that would certainly be a contender. Tucker Carlson. Vice President Tucker Carlson. Meantime, Kamala Harris 
the current vice president, uh, she went on The View. Hi. Those roosters. Uh, now, she has been the border czar for several years now, and the border is a disaster. Uh, and uh, I... Here's what she says that we do uh, quickly get into word salad territory. I don't know if we'll be able to translate this after the fact, but let's try to pay close attention and see where this goes. Madam Vice President, on that, um, I have to ask about border security. So sure. 2023 was the biggest year for illegal border crossings with resources, resources stretched, fentanyl pouring into the country, mm. cities pushed to the brink. Do you think this is a crisis and what is being done to address the root causes of our immigration problem? I think the segue couldn't be more perfect because, I, listen, first of all, everyone knows our immigration system is broken. Right. Okay. The first bill that we dropped, the first bill that we offered right after inauguration was to fix the immigration system. A comprehensive plan to deal with the immigration system. Do you think they've taken it up? No. We want solutions. The solutions are at hand. But frankly, we're in an election year. Mm -hmm. And the folks who want to return Donald Trump to the White House would prefer to talk about a broken immigration system instead of focusing on the solutions that are at hand and engaging in bipartisan work. Let's remember the days of George Bush, John McCain, even Lindsey Graham. Who, who, who agreed that let's fix this, let's work together on the solutions to fix this. Yeah, but if and you, are you fix working, it, then it makes the Biden administration look good, and they don't want that. But what are you doing to work with Republicans to try to solve this issue once and for all? We offered a bill. We have offered Senate, that there would be, in the Senate, we have offered that there will be a, a bipartisan work to fix it. Hmm? It literally was the first bill we passed. And I think it's critically important that we understand that there are petty politics at play on this issue as much as anything. We need solutions. The solutions are at hand. We have to work on them together. We have offered, for example, that in our security pa package coming up, $14 billion that we would like them to approve Which Senate to, Republicans address, support. to address yes. this issue. And Senate Republicans support it. So, hey, let's all participate in solutions if we want to call ourselves leaders. My oh, my God. I get a headache listening to that. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Um, after Biden took office, he had a majority in the Senate and in the House of Representatives. In fact, Kamala Harris was the tie-breaking vote for the majority. So if they wanted to get something done, they could have... They could have gotten it done, and I know you need 60 votes in the Senate, but you could you could make a, that's what negotiations are about. Anyway, she was the border czar, and also the uh, Homeland Security Secretary keeps saying the border is secure. So, like, which is it? She says the immigration system is broken, and he goes around saying the border is secure. Meantime, there's three million people coming over the border, and 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 root causes really root cause. You know what the root cause is? There's no law anymore at the border. We don't enforce existing laws. For the first time in our nation's history, we don't enforce the border. That's the root cause. Build the freaking wall. Throw these people back to their home country. 90% of them get rejected for their asylum claims. They're coming over by the millions with fake asylum claims. And there's nowhere to put them. 
So they're joining theft gangs in New York City. They're sleeping in the streets in Chicago. Chicago's putting them in running buses to keep them warm. They're sleeping at airports. I mean, I'm, you know, immigrants are being sent by the hundreds to Chicago and New York, and then Chicago, New York is turning around and shipping these migrants to other towns and cities. There's no, there's no vacancy anywhere. As she talks and talks and talks and what? She says the borders are. What is? What did that mean to be the borders are? My God, they just blow gas, don't they? That's all they do. And right now, the House of Representatives, the Republican Speaker Mike, John uh, Mike Johnson, said uh, they are not sending any more money to Ukraine unless there is a severe crackdown at the U.S.-Mexico border. So there's your solution. How about that? Do a severe crackdown. That's what the, the House Republicans want. And then they'll give you money for uh, Ukraine. Uh, Johnson told reporters after a meeting with Biden that I told the president that we must have change at the border, substantive substantive policy change. We must insist, must insist that the border be the top priority. Yes, that's the attitude to have. It's like, all right, enough of this. There has to be a mood in this country from the local issues here in Los Angeles to the national ones, enough of this, okay? These woke progressives had their run. They had their day. They created a lot of anarchy and chaos. Life is worse. Nobody's happy with this. Let's fix it. Let the normal people run things. Let have normal, common sense, obvious solutions, right? Close the border. Because, you know, the fentanyl thing? Oh, oh, we come back. Another fentanyl story here in California. Boy, if you work in an elections office, be careful when you open the mail. You're not going to believe this. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM640. John Cobelt show on demand is the podcast will be posted in a little while. Conway coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, Moist line, uh, you want to get in for tomorrow, 877-MOIST-86, 877-MOIST-86. And we'll play that back uh, around this time tomorrow. Uh, you know, this, <laughs> this, is, this is just so, so depressing, so soul-sucking. There's, there's a story that can't... Karen Bass is not in Los Angeles this week. She's gone to Washington to moderate a homeless forum. Really, this is what they do. What she should be doing is be walking on the street supervising the removal of these encampments. Instead, she flies to Washington, D.C. They have a U.S. Conference of Mayors winter meeting, three days in Washington. And uh, she's going to focus on... Uh, addressing the challenge communities face around homelessness. And and get, get the big idea here. And this is what makes me whack my head against the wall. We're going to have a task force convening. We're going to have a task force to do what? The only thing that's ever going to work and when they have limited success, it's because they do this. They go up to Mr. Uh, Mr. Insane Drug Addict, Mr. Mental Patient, and say, you can't be camped here anymore. You have to go somewhere else. We have a place for you. Now come. What they should do is 
you are going to go to jail because defecating and urinating in the street is a crime. And it, we, will, we will not send you to jail if you go for mental patient treatment or drug addiction treatment. Until they do that. And by the way, you don't need a task force and a six-hour meeting. You need to write a few lines on a paper. Here's the policy. The policy is you get up and move. We'll give you a place. And you have to go to treatment. Because we're not dealing with you running off one night from your new little hovel. And then we find you on the street again with a needle sticking out of your arm. And you're doing drugs. Um, but the task force, we want to meet with the administration. Um, we, 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 we need the things done administratively. Some things need to be legislative, but we just finished our second task force meeting. We're trying to organize the delegation to advocate for specific changes in policy. We need to address the hundreds of thousands of Americans who are sleeping on the streets every night. They're all, they're, they're on fentanyl. Fentanyl killed eight. Do you know how many people died of an overdose in San Francisco last year? 806 that they were able to count. 806. That's life in California. There's fentanyl everywhere. There's dead bodies everywhere. There's homeless people whacked out on fentanyl or meth everywhere. So you, you have to put them in jail. You have to send them to treatment centers. You have to seal the border. There's, there's your... Uh, there's your task force. Speaking of fentanyl, an elections office worker was exposed to fentanyl after opening an envelope. It had a suspicious white powder. This happened yesterday in Yuba County, which is north of Sacramento. It's a rural area. And the test turned up traces of fentanyl. It was mailed to the elections department in Yuba County. Oh, you know there's going to be a lot of this going on because all the crazy people are, are angry with uh, the, uh, the elections departments around the country. The envelope did not look suspicious at first and uh, seemed to come from a verified agency, whatever that means. Why don't they speak English? What the hell's a verified agency? The worker who opened the package notified police after finding powder inside. Uh, election... Offices have faced harassment since 2020, you know what. And the threats tend to occur in small rural counties. Uh, election officials in Nevada and Shasta counties have to have security, extra security. And the Yuba office actually has naloxone. That is the uh, treatment for uh, overdose well, it's an overdose reversal medication, right? So they're so afraid of getting fentanyl sent to them that they have naloxone in the office in case one of the workers opens up an envelope and poof, the powder goes up their nose. Uh, they've had fentanyl-laced letters sent to a number of election offices in California and elsewhere. Conway's here. Hey, now. Yeah, that fentanyl's a bad deal. Yes. That's my, that's my take on it. Don't uh, be careful opening the mail. That's right. Um, but, they, you know, they, they keep saying there's, the, you know, 8 million pills that came over the border could kill 160 million people. Like, really? Well, we're, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. Where are all the dead people? Where are the 160 million dead? That's right. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, Theoretically. But you know what it is? You know who it's killing? It's not killing 
uh, seasoned drug users, it's killing the first timers. Yeah. You know, because the guy who's been on coke and crack uh, and meth, uh, those those are potato chips for him. <laughs> you know, he can down those meth pills or not meth pills, the uh, fentanyl pills. Yeah. Uh, like it's uh, cereal. <laughs> it's the guy, the people, the young kids who've never had it before. Oh, yeah. That's what gets them. They don't know they're taking it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we have uh, uh, the Starlink launch might be tonight, but it's cloudy outside, so I'm not gonna be, we're not going to be able to see that. Dean Sharp is coming in, or he's going to be on the phone. He's great. And then uh, a new addition under construction, LAX, ahead of the major sporting events. We've got the, the World Cup coming in. We've got uh, the NBA uh, All-Star Game coming in. We also have the, um, what else is coming, the Olympics? And then we also have uh, the Super Bowl coming back. So L.A. is going to be the hub of the entertainment world over the next 10 years. NBA All-Star Game, too. Yeah, that's, I, I think I said NBA. Oh, no, maybe I didn't. NBA All-Star Game at the, at the new um, Clippers Arena. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be this year ah. or whatever the next, not this one, but the one after that. So. All right. But that's a big deal. I mean, we are the center of the entertainment uh, in, you know, universe. So if you live out here and you own a home, it's going to increase in value. I know everyone's talking about the home price or going to the toilet. Not here. Oh, not here. It's directly connected to the NBA All-Star team. That's exactly right. The NBA All-Stars are going to come out here and buy your house. I said, okay. Yeah, All right. right. Conway's Big uh, economic analysis. That's right. Yeah, uh, take it from me. Crozier's got the news live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.